Hello and welcome to another Sustainable Wine podcast. My name is Hannah Holmari and I'm the editor at Sustainable Wine, which is the online magazine of the Sustainable Wine Roundtable, the SWR. You're listening to the SWR member interview series and today I'm delighted to be speaking with Franco Bastias, the head of agriculture at Domaine Busquet in Mendoza, Argentina. So Franco, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Hannah. Nice to meet you. I'm Franco Bastias, chief agronomist of Domaine Busquet Winery. Domaine Busquet is a winery in Uco Valley in Argentina. And it's a winery with a huge story in organic philosophy, most of all in organic and biodynamic practices, with a huge focus in the sustainability of our practices in the vineyard and in the winery. We are working a lot in this 360 degree sustainability, not only with the environmental side, also we are working in a social sustainability with growers and partners that are working with us in many, many years, and also working in this economic sustainability, trying to give an upgrade of the production of Uco Valley, trying to reach all these areas in Uco Valley for organic and sustainable certification. So nowadays, we are working with around 800 hectares of different growers that are starting to work with this organic method. For me, most of all, and for all the company, it's a huge achievement to make that because I am from Ukubali and that has an impressive impact on all this region. So for that, it's pretty impressive. Domain Busquet is one of Argentina's leading organic producers. The winery recently went a step further and obtained the regenerative organic certification. So I'm really keen to learn a bit more about that. Could you perhaps start off by telling us what the key differences are between regenerative organic and organic? You have a main difference that differences about the organic and the regenerative organic. In organic certification, you only are, are working with practices that have no impact in the environment that you're working for. So that was our approach in the first 15, 20 years. But then we want to have a step forward of that and trying to not only preserve the environment, but also trying to work in improve this environment with more biodiversity, with a more complex ecosystem inside the vineyards. With that, we match perfectly with this regenerative organic certification because that gives us the opportunity to produce a better, a better production with a more quality, but also trying to care, have more consciousness about the environment that we're working for. That for us, it's a, a very nice step forward. And I think that it's very valuable to do that in every vineyard here in Uruguay or Argentina or worldwide. But I think that this is the way we have to improve in every corner of these vineyards here, in, at least in Argentina. And what are some of the key criteria of the certification and what did you find the most challenging? Uh, the most challenging situation for the regenerative, it's our own environment that we have in Mendoza. Mendoza, as you know, it's a desert with a very low precipitation, with a very low humidity. It's pretty difficult to have very nice biodiversity or regeneration of the soils because you have a very low biodiversity in these fields. So for that, to us, it was a really huge challenge trying to work with that, trying to have more herbs and more uh, wildfire that, that came from outside the vineyard and trying to make this a complex ecosystem. 
this situation, it was pretty challenging for us, but hopefully we can do it. And we are working to improve that year by year. That was the most challenging situation. And can you give us some examples of what kind of practices you're undertaking to increase biodiversity in the vineyard? The most challenging situation for the regenerative comparing with the organic certification is that you have to preserve and take care of the different weeds that you will have in the vineyard. There, you have to have a huge information about your land, about your fields, and what type of weeds could be better for the vineyard and what type of weeds it's going to be harmful for the vines. If you have a comparison with that, you have to keep an eye on this biodiversity and trying to keep the best qualities of each weed, trying to improve your soil, your fertility, and your biodiversity inside these fields. I think that was the most challenging thing that we have to keep an eye on. And we are working that because here in Mendoza, as you know, it's a desert with a low precipitation and with that, a low width growth. So we have to manage the situation and try to improve this type of width inside the vineyards and create like an ecosystem, a complex ecosystem with a lot of biodiversity that could improve even more the fertility and the sanity of our own grapes. And so have you already started to see some of the benefits from these regenerative practices? And if so, what are they? Yeah, first of all, the fertility of the fields are starting to get better. Here in Mendoza, the soils that we have, they have a low fertility because, as I was talking before, there was, uh, it is a desert. So for that, we have a low vigor in our own vineyards. And that with this regenerative uh, organic certification, we achieve a better fertility, a natural fertility of our own soils. With that, we are improving our yields, we're improving our quality, and we are depending less of organic fertilizers and different stuff to add to the vineyard because you start to make a balance inside an auto-sustainability of the vineyard. I think that these two things, it's the main achievement that we are seeing right now with this regenerative certification. So regenerative agriculture now plays a key role in the sustainability strategies of many companies across various industries, from food and drink to the apparel sector and so on. What are some of the key lessons you've learned from other industries when it comes to regenerative practices? For the regenerative practices, we learn a lot of different cultural practices in many other productions. Uh, most of all, I think that the main thing that we're trying to learn right now it's the opportunity that we have with different cover crops, like for example, wet and another type of plants that give to us the opportunity to have a better structure. Here nowadays in Argentina, many vineyards didn't realize the opportunity that we have to have this type of weeds and this type of cover crops. And we're working a lot with that. And I think that this is a, a main issue that we have to improve here in Mendoza to avoid these soils with a less natural fertilization, trying to make a soil that have a better shape, to have a better vigor in the vines, and, and etc. And I think that this is practice that in many different types of agriculture, they, they are using it, even here in Argentina. For the vineyard, it's a thing that it's not so common to have. So now let's focus a little bit on the social side, because it seems like this is often overlooked in the sustainability conversation, with so much of the focus always falling on the environment. But the regenerative organic 
Certification brings us in, as you mentioned, as a third dimension. So this is focused on the worker wellness and social equity pillar. So can you tell us a bit more about the initiatives that Domain Busquet is involved in this area? Nowadays, we are working a lot with this sustainability social side because it's really important for us to have a community that is working with us in this project. For example, nowadays in Domain Busquet, 80% of the people who are working there, including myself, we are from Chupungato, that is a region inside Duco Valley. This is, I think, uh, a most unique characteristic inside this type of wineries that gives a lot of job opportunities to many people inside the valley. And that is a very impressive situation. This is one of the first things that we are working for. Another thing that we are working on is a developed program with many people here in the, in the winery trying to study, trying to make practices, trying to be better in a professional side. And I think that the winery joins with all these people along all the years. So I think that that is, it's pretty amazing too. We are working with a lot of benefits for many people who came to Romain Busquet to have less hours of work, for example, trying to keep a balance between the personal and the labor side of the work. That gives a pretty a difference, it's very nice benefit that we have there in the winery. Also, we are working for life certification, the for life certification too, and the conduct code BSCI. We have many certifications, not only in the environmental side, also with, with social certifications. I think that we are taking this topic in a, in a serious way. Do you see a lot of other wineries in Argentina involved in similar types of initiatives, be that the environmental or social side? And do you think that they'll follow in your footsteps of obtaining the regenerative organic certification? Yeah, I think that that is going to be a certification that is going to be around all the wineries. I think that that it could be really an advantage for Argentina. I think Argentina is able to make these type of certifications with this type of production, this organic, sustainable production, all we have to keep an eye on in all the industry. And we have to make differences between the guys who are working with this certification in a natural philosophy that came from the very inside of the company and trying to make a difference with that. Another type of certification or another type of winery that trying to only reach the certification. But like I always say the same, the reach or the achievement of the certification, it's only one step, but the maintenance of this certification, it's another thing. And that I think it's more united with the concept and the philosophy of the winery. So this type of certifications came here to try to change the paradigm that the viticulture in Argentina has until right now. Now, let's wrap up by talking a little bit about consumers. So sustainability, as we know, is incredibly difficult to communicate. And we now have a proliferation of terms and certifications from sustainable to biodynamic, organic, regenerative, organic, and so on. Understandably, this becomes very confusing for the consumer who is looking to make a more sustainable purchase. How are you communicating your sustainability efforts to consumers? And do you think that they truly understand the concept of regenerative? I think that we have to make a huge effort with our consumers to teach them or trying to show them the differences that we have with each certification. Because as you're saying, you have a lot of wine that have burned off the natural work or the organic and sustainable and 
without sulfides and many, many others. Each one has a unique differences between each one. So we have to work to communicate better with the consumers this type of differences to teach them and give more information to the consumer. This is like something that we have to do, all of us, with the different wineries and suppliers, etc. We have to work a little more with the information that we give to the consumers. The collaboration here, as you mentioned, is certainly key for creating this common consensus and clarity on what sustainability actually means in the wine industry. And that's, of course, one of the key focus areas of the Sustainable Wine Roundtable, of which Domaine Busquet is a member. And yes, having this global standard and framework for sustainability will then enable wineries to engage with consumers with clear and credible claims. So certainly an important piece of work. Franco, my final question to you will be on consumer trends. We're seeing a lot of buzz around natural wines. You mentioned sulfite-free, vegan wines, low alcohol, alcohol-free, and more. What are some of the current trends that you're seeing and where do you think the market is headed? I think that we have now an environmental or a conscious trend about the environment and the sustainability of our products. I think that this is a huge opportunity for all these organic biodynamic wineries that are trying to make an effort to keep an eye on the sustainability of the environment and many, many sites. And I think that we have here an opportunity to teach this type of consumers the differences. I think that the consumer nowadays has more information than 20 years ago. And now for that, they can choose these green products. With that situation, we have to be very careful in what type of information we give to the consumers. And also we have to keep an eye on the quality because I think that nobody wants to buy a wine that have a lot of certification, but have a less quality than a conventional one. Here we have to be very conscious about not only the sustainability of our product, but also the quality of our products. We can make it. I think that we have the, the, nowadays the know-how and the technology to make a sustainable wine, but also with a very nice quality. With that, I think we're going to change this paradigm for many years. We have to change all these ideas that I many times, for example, in the wine shop, I listen to many clients who says, okay, I don't want organic wines because it tastes worse than the conventional ones. And I think that with that, we have to work a lot working in the quality and the sustainable as well. Absolutely. I love that point you make around the quality because you're right. Ultimately, the consumer, you know, we're looking for high quality wine. Consumers aren't willing to compromise on quality for sustainability. And I think that we can do it. This is a possible situation. And nowadays we can do this. We can do a sustainable product, but also top quality product, you know. Franco, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your insights, and of course, for your continued support of the SWR. Listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and sign up on www.sustainablewine.co.uk to receive our newsletter and regular updates. And if you're interested in getting involved in the SWR, please do get in touch. Thanks again, Franco. Thanks, Anna. Bye-bye.